Hello, everybody, and welcome to the newest week of the All Sports Talk podcast. I'm your host, Juan Rodriguez. People usually call me JR, good old JR, Juan. It does not matter. We are here. We are back. And I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I hope everybody had good times with family, good times with friends. We are back. It is so good to be back. And again, I do want to thank everybody out there for the ultimate support, for listening, for clicking on to view the show. Um, It just, you know, it really warms my heart knowing that you guys take 30 minutes out of your day to listen to a guy like me talk about sports, which I absolutely love. And I thank you each and every single time. We are almost to that milestone, like I promised. And if everything goes well... We will be sharing that milestone by the end of this week, and I hope, I hope it happens. So let's just get right into it. Hopefully everybody had a good weekend, and let's get right into it. We have a busy, busy Monday, which I'm sure all of you guys are having right now, but let's get to it with some NHL playoffs. So the Jets, 3-0, they actually came back. They were down 3-0 against Edmonton last night. They came back. They scored three goals in the final 10 minutes of the third period. And in overtime, they got them. They got them. The Jets are one win away from beating Edmonton, from sweeping Edmonton, may I add. The Jets are one win away from advancing to the second round in the NHL playoffs, which has happened in a really, really long time. I wasn't even alive. So that just shows you how good it feels for Winnipeg right now. So hopefully, you never want to see a team lose, but eventually it just has to happen. And for Edmonton, it's do or die. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. I ain't going to lie to you. I thought Edmonton and Winnipeg was going to be one of those Game 7 first-rounders. It's just just not what it was meant to be. So it happens. You know, it happens then. It is what it is. And the Bruins, they closed out the Capitals yesterday. Uh, so the Bruins are moving on to the second round of the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. The Washington Capitals have been eliminated. And as of yesterday, Alex Ovechkin, the former number two overall pick, is now a free agent. That's right. It has been that long since Alex Ovechkin has hit the market. 16 years with the Washington Capitals, and he only made it out of the second round once. That's right, once. I do not know what the future holds for Alex Govection, but this has to feel kind of... This kind of has to feel a little strange because we all know Alex Govechkin wants to stay in Washington. We all know that. But does Washington want him? And they can say all the right things right now. We would want him back. It's his team. Yada, yada, yada. But does Alex Ovechkin truly believe that? If, my, if, if I had to place some money right now, 
Alex Kovechkin is going to test free agency and he's going to sign somewhere else. I, you don't want that. You usually kind of want to see one guy stay at one place at his whole career. But 16 years and you only made it out of the second round once. I mean, God bless his heart for staying that long. I mean, God bless his heart. It's just... Once? And it's not even if Alex Golvechkin trusts this or believes that they want him back. What moves are they going to do in offseason to get him over that hump again? And I get it. There's going to be some people... Well, he's the leader of the team. He doesn't need help. He should be able to push the team on his own. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But the way I look at Alex Ovechkin is the same way I look at Mike Trout from baseball. What have those franchises done to help, at least give a little help to their player, to their franchise player? What help have they given them? Nothing. And it's not even until the end of their career that they got a little help. So, the Alex Ovechkin free agency TV, you know, reality TV show is up and running. Where is he going to go? What's he, what's he going to decide? It's going to be very interesting to see. We also had another closeout today. The Avalanche. They sweep the St. Louis Blues. Now, the Avalanche were the Stanley Cup favorites heading into this. One of the Stanley Cup favorites heading into this. And they're looking like it. They are really looking like a Stanley Cup favorite. Not saying that St. Louis was a bad team. They just got a bad draw. It's just the Avalanche are just way too powerful this year. The St. Louis Blues in any any other position... They would have given them series, but it's just Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche are just too powerful. And only a few teams can skate with them. You know, so now Avalanche gets to chill. Not for long, maybe for a little while. Because tonight, we could have another closeout. The Las Vegas Golden Knights look to close out the Minnesota Wild after beating them 4-0 on Saturday. Taking up a 3-1 game lead. Uh, honestly, uh, Minnesota just looks defeated. They look so defeated. Game one, they gave it all they got and they ended up winning 1-0. Game two, uh, they were up again and then Las Vegas just finally turned on the light. Game three, it was all Las Vegas. Um, I think Minnesota has the heart and they have the fire. They just... I don't know if Minnesota can come back from their psyche to get out of their own mind. It's just one of those things where Minnesota just looks too tired. They gave it all they got, and now they just look so gassed. They're being outskated. They're being outpunched. They're being outshot. It's not looking good. We'll see what happens today. Minnesota needs a miracle tonight. And hopefully it is a series because 
like as I mentioned before the playoffs started, these two teams, Minnesota and Las Vegas, they have a lot to lose here. Because there's going to be a lot of decisions this offseason for both teams. It's going to be a lot of heartbreaking choices where some fans might not agree once the season's over. And I'm pretty sure Minnesota does not want to go home in game five of the first round. So we'll see. Let's head into some NBA playoffs. Did anybody see Trey Young have his Madison Square Garden moment? I mean, did anybody see that? He hit that three-pointer, and when he hit that, it went from a ruckus crowd. I've never heard a stadium so quiet. It turned so quiet, and that is a huge, iconic stadium. All those Knicks fans just super quiet when Trey Young hit that game winner against the Knicks. Now, it was only game one, so, you know, still a lot of time left for the Knicks, but Anybody that's ever been to stadiums and everything, you know the energy of the crowd is one thing. But when the energy of the crowd goes dead silent, it's kind of like an eerie feeling. And Trey Young did that in Madison Square Garden. That is an iconic moment for him that he's going to have for the rest of his life. So kudos to that young man. I mean, that, that game was amazing. So And then the Suns, they take game one against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, there was a kind of a little bit of a scary injury. Uh, Chris Paul in the first quarter, he kind of landed awkwardly. Uh, he did finish the game. It was just, it's just something to keep an eye on because, you know, it, just, it looks so awkward when he landed. And hopefully he looks okay. And I just hope he could finish the series. I know he'll finish the series. I just hope he can finish the series on his own will and not, you know, just fighting through the pain. So. They beat him uh, 90, 99 and 90. And look, Anthony Davis can say what he wants. I take full responsibility and I take this and that. You know, but if they thought the Suns were going to be a pushover, they, they have something else coming. The Suns are a very good basketball team. They truly are a great basketball team. This is not going to be an easy path back to the championship for the Lakers. And you can call it what you want. Injuries, bad shooting, whatever it is. This is going to be probably the hardest path for a repeat for the Lakers right here. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens in game two because I'm excited. That was a game where, you know, the Suns really took control early. You know, fifteen after that fifteen fifteen uh, score, the Suns really took control of the rest of the game, and that's what they got to do. They got to just keep that pace up. They got to force. This is pretty much the sad part. They got to force the Lakers to take threes. They really do. And honestly, I don't think the Lakers aren't one of the best three point team shooters in the NBA. Really. Once the Suns have to really put the pressure on them, and once they put the pressure, and once they know that the Lakers have to start scoring threes, the Suns can really just take control of the game and really ease into it. But it's going to be exciting for game two to see what uh what happens. So I can't wait. More NBA playoff action tonight. We got the Bucks and the Heat, and we got the Blazers going up against the Nuggets. Uh, the Blazers taking up game one. That was a good one. And he, uh, speaking of the Blazers, Damian Lillard mentioned the uh, most beautiful thing 
I think uh, I've ever heard. Uh, some of you listened to my show last week and how I kind of went on a rant that how is um why I don't believe Steph Curry should get MVP. Well, hopefully after these last two losses, I hope people really do realize that he really doesn't deserve MVP, but that's not the point. Uh, Damian Lillard mentioned something, and I think it's a worth a notable cause. Around this time last year, uh, Damian Lillard was the eighth seed. He had almost the same identical numbers as uh, Steph Curry. Better defense, better all-around basketball player, yet no one was putting him in the NBA MVP conversation. Why was that? Well, it's because he's the sick. He's the eighth seed. It's so funny how some of you guys fans forget that this was just one year ago, and then yet here I go, giving my piece of why he shouldn't win MVP, why Steph Curry shouldn't win MVP, and you want to crucify me. You guys want to crucify me, saying I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Well. After that, after the Warriors losing to the Lakers and then losing to Memphis, it's going to be very hard for me to look at. If you really believe that Steph Curry, that Steph Curry is still your MVP, do me a favor. Go to a mirror. Doesn't matter what mirror. Go to a mirror. Say that statement in a mirror. I believe. Steph Curry's an MVP candidate. Look at the person that said that in front of the mirror and slap what you see. Just slap what you see because he is not an MVP. I cannot have an MVP not make the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's already number one. Number two, Steph Curry is, and I keep mentioning this, Steph Curry is a great shooter. He's one of the best shooters of all times. <clears throat> he is not one of the best NBA all-around players in the NBA. Hopefully, after these last two games, people can really see what the hell I was talking about. And if you still believe that Steph Curry is an MVP, please just stop watching basketball. For the rest of the season. Take a break off. Enjoy your summer. We'll see you back in October. Just please really just just leave and let the grown folks handle this basketball business. Please and thank you. Now here's something I thought I would never say. Because it's been a long time. It has been a long time since this has happened. Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Wins the PGA Championship. He, at the age of 50, making him the oldest winner in PGA history with the score of minus six. That's pretty good at 50. I mean, that's really good. The next guy was under four. After that, it was under three. And then we had two other guys under two. But for Phil Mickelson, at the age of 50, to win... By under six, that's that's amazing. I mean, that's amazing. That's kudos to him. I mean, he had a three-stroke lead halfway through. And it was just amazing to see Phil Mickelson win this. And it was just cool to see. If uh, any of you missed it, 
uh, please rewatch the highlights of that. It, it was just brilliant, brilliant execution by Phil and brilliant play for him to really win this PGA Tour and win this PGA Championship. It was a huge accomplishment. And for him to do it at the age of 50, that should motivate a lot of people across the world. So kudos to him. Congratulations to him. And hopefully we see him in the golf course here really, really soon. Now, we're going to go back to something that I wrote about this time last year. Uh, One of my favorite movies growing up was A League of Their Own. You know, you remember that one. Tom Hanks, Rosie O'Donnell, you know, the girl, the all-girl baseball league. Uh, Remember that one scene, the iconic scene? Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. Well, unfortunately, there is crying in baseball alone now. There really is. And it's really embarrassing what they're crying over. Some old heads. Not even going to call them coaches or anything like that. They're just old heads. I mean, they're really old heads. I mean, they're really OG about this baseball. You know, unwritten rules and the, uh, you know, the respect of baseball. So Tony La Russa was so upset at his DH. Taking a swing when he was ahead of the count 3-0. Hitting a home run. They were already up by 16. They ended up winning by 20. A couple days later, he said the same thing. The Braves ended up beating the Pirates 20-1. to My only, my only thing about this, my only thing about this is, why is it that these old heads are so mad and saying they're disrespecting the game? The unwritten rules of baseball. It's disrespecting the game. Really? Out of all the words you want to use about baseball, you want to use respect? If there is a one league, uh, they want to use the words respect and integrity. If there's one league that doesn't understand the words respect and integrity, it's Major League Baseball. Same thing happened last year. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a home run during one of his games. They were already up by a bunch, and his head coach was like, why would you do that? The unwritten rules. You're ruining the integrity of the game. Really? Ruining the integrity of the game. These, baseball has already had a ruined integrity way before these guys already hit the plate. Oh, you don't believe me? <laughs> what am I talking about? All right, here we go. Name me another league. Name me another league where a team publicly threw in a World Series because they got paid off by the mob. You never heard of that story? The Chicago White Sox giving up, you know, throwing in the towel against the World Series because they got paid off by the mob, which deemed them the Chicago Black Sox. But that was ancient history. That was so long ago. We've gotten better since. Oh, really? Oh, really? So we're going to forget about the steroid scandals in the 90s and 2000s? You know, when we had some of the greatest home run you know, chasing home run histories and everything. 
We're going to forget that some of these guys were on steroids. We're going to forget that they cheated during the game. They ruined the integrity of the game. Oh, well, that, you know, we're, we're cleaned up now. We're, we're a different league. We're a drug-free league. We're a clean league now. Oh, really? How about the time when a player got caught gambling on his own games? A player named Pete Rose caught gambling on his own games. Gambling baseball. He betted on games. You call that integrity? That's integrity? How about this? Pine tar. Cork bats. Stealing signs. Have been going on for years and years and years. But old coaches like Tony LaRusso want to complain that these young kids are ruining the integrity of the game. If anything, you should be grateful for these young players like Fernando Tatis Jr. You should be grateful for players like Shohei Otani. You should be grateful for these guys for trying to bring fun back into the game. And you got old heads talking about the integrity. This game doesn't even know what integrity hit them. If it slapped them across the face. You want to talk about integrity in baseball? I just gave three, four examples of why integrity and respect got thrown out the window a long time ago. And my only thing is, why is it that the old heads pick and choose when it's terrible? These sportscasters, these old head coaches, they pick and choose what's respectful and what's ruining the integrity. The Braves Pirates, 20 to 1, that's just ruining the integrity of the game. There's no reason for you to win that much. There's no reason for it. But then when you have the Dodgers beating the Giants yesterday, 11 to 5, Oh, well, that's just the powerness of the Dodgers. That's just an example of how great the Los Angeles Dodgers are. Really? Really? We're picking and choosing here now of what's respectful and what has integrity. Give me a break. Give me a break. It's not my fault, Tony La Russa, that nobody's interested in baseballs like they used to be. I'm sorry that there has been discussions about adding a pitching clock because pitchers like to throw to first base after giving up a hit three, four times in a row before they do their actual initial first pitch to the next batter. I'm sorry, Tony La Russa, that youth leagues across America are signing up less and less at a very extremely high rate because the game of baseball is no longer fun. But hey, as long as you want to keep your integrity and the respect of the game, die with that, Tony La Russa. You can go to the grave with that. Because until old heads like you stop being around baseball, maybe baseball will be fun for once. People will be interested.
it's just sickening to hear old heads like him and so many others talk about respect and integrity of the game. Like this game doesn't have any black marksmanship. It doesn't have any dark history or bad past. You kidding me? Steroid scandals, gambling problems, drug use, pine tar, cork bats, stealing signs. And you want to talk about integrity of the game? I see more integrity, more integrity out of a defense lawyer lying for his client. That's how much integrity baseball has in today's world. Makes me sick. It makes me sick knowing that this is the this is the response we get when we have players like Tadis, Otani, Bauer trying to bring entertainment, trying to bring fun into baseball again. And you're going to sit there and criticize teams because they're winning by 10 plus runs? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. To think that. It's just baffling to me. That there's people out there that think like that. So. And lastly. I remember last episode. We also hit another hot topic. What if top recruiters. Recruitment players. Just went straight professional. Well we have an example. From the NBA. You all call me crazy. We just had one from the NBA. The top recruited player in China was going to go to Gonzaga. He was this close to going to Gonzaga. He has now decided to decline that offer and go straight into the NBA G League. Whatever the reasons, that was his reasons. But now it makes you wonder this. Do I sound as crazy as I did today than I did last week when I mentioned why some of these top recruitment players from the football high school students should really consider the XFL right away? It'll be interesting. It's interesting, folks. Hopefully, hopefully, people can kind of see where I'm going with this, so... That's all we have today in today's episode. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody that listens to the show. It really warms my heart. Um, you know, you give a guy like me 30 minutes to talk about sports and, you know, there's only 24 hours in a day. So for you guys to give me 30 minutes, you know, that's, you know, that, that warms my heart. And I really, really appreciate that. And, you know, hopefully soon, you know, uh, we got some projects going to happen up here pretty soon. We have my brother. He's We're getting ready for season two of the Silver and Bro show. So that's a shout out to my brother. We're going to be getting ready for the Raider season upcoming up because the preseason schedule just came out. So now we are getting ready for season two of the Silver and Bro show. Uh, that'll be more down the road where you can catch it, where you can find it. We just have a lot of projects coming up. And you know what? It's good to stay busy. It's really good to stay busy. So I want to say God bless to all of you. Enjoy yourselves today. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Take care, everybody.